Hello guys, welcome to Conversations with Nick and Yaya. I'm Nick. I'm Yaya. So this week, we don't have Ashwin. And yeah, we don't have Ashwin here yeah. too. This week, we are recording from the Starbucks in Kota Kumning. Yeah, we're at, we at the top floor. If you guys are from Kota Kumning, it's kind of quiet. Nobody comes here. Yeah, it's a nice place. Everybody's to, downstairs. It's a nice place to do, have, have some private things happening. Yeah, yeah. Are you thinking like, <laughs> what are you thinking? Let your imaginations run wild, man. <laughs> Okay, so um, especially this episode before ending 2014, where we actually take our leap to 2015, we want to like uh, just look upon what has happened in Malaysia for ourselves, for our country for 2014. And a lot of things have happened yeah, for a lot the past of few months. And of course, just recently, the, the flood and the AirAsia flight. Yeah, AirAsia flight as well. So let's start with... Uh, MS370. I think that's the one that really struck us. Yeah, the first the first incident. The that, first incident that happened that, in Malaysia. That pushed Malaysia into the international. Yeah, into inter- yeah, international. I mean, if you checked out the Google year of 2014 or Wikipedia's year 2014, they always put MS370 inside. Yeah, it was an international event. Malaysia wasn't part, only participant of the the flight. Like a lot of people were like pondered at what happened to MS370. It's like, what's that thing? It's a mystery. I mean, it's still, it's still it's a, a mystery, very, very, yeah. like, st- until now, they haven't found it. It's they haven't very, found it. Yeah. It's very mysterious. It's, oh. <laughs> it's 2014, guys, for Malaysia. It's, uh, I think, of it's course, a lot uh, of ups and downs, I think. Of course, our, mini- because Malaysia never expected this to happen and yeah. a lot of our ministers, especially the Minister of Defence, I think that one is mostly MH17. I'm, I'm talking about MH370. A lot of people are not ready for yeah. Yeah, they weren't ready and they weren't trained for this kind of situation. We have, never, yeah. we have never faced a situation where we, we had to collaborate with international bodies to solve an international like tragedy. Yeah. So Malaysia was ha- was really tested in the start of this year. Yeah, I think Malaysia is feeling very pressured because there were a lot of... Uh, People from Malaysia have their own source of information. People in America have their own source of information. People in Australia have their source of information. And everybody are coming out with a lot of theories. And yeah. Malaysia are like a small country where it's so pressured into getting the real true facts of yeah. information. But we had a lot of help. Huh? We mean, had a lot of help as Australia well. Australia like really helped us out. And yeah. I even in Singapore, I think, and Indonesia were like a big help during the period of MS. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the whole world actually tried to play their part in yeah in finding MS three seven zero. It was a national, I mean, international tragedy. So the world helped us out, lah. Yeah, after MS three seven zero, I think about a month or two months later, another incident happened. MH seventeen. I think. Oh my. I think Malaysian Airlines has has it really bad this year has the worst luck this year to have two flights go down on the same year it's like the worst of luck yeah it's like it's like again everybody was like oh my gosh again and I, I actually and, felt really and for for the first time Malaysia this is the first time for Malaysia for having a like a crash landing or a, yeah. or a crash plane and then we have two in a year it was it was amazing how, how it happened in Two in a year. It's like chaos theory. Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. Yeah. In fact, MH17. If you do, who shot down the plane? A lot of a lot of people say it's the Ukrainians. A lot of people say it's the Russian rebels. Yeah, and it's and it's so confusing. I mean, news sources are saying Ukrainian rebels. Some are say Russians, uh, and then some say it's like it's the Ukrainian rebels with the Russians uh, military stuff. I, I I don't know. It's like it's kind of 
tough to know who was the actual culprit. But anything, whatever, it happened and we went through it. Yeah. We still haven't found the culprit for the for the actual shooting down of the plane. I'm confident that the international bodies involved will solve it. La. They just want to get it right. So they, they're taking their time. I just kind of feel that Malaysia has, has added another uh, subject into their minds every time. So uh, our Prime Minister, of course, is being pressured with MH370, MH17. Wow, this year is... Uh, and then another, a turmoil. Na- another layer of tension yeah, another layer because of, of it l- crash landed in an area where it wasn't controlled by a like a permanent government so it's it's in between the fighting between Ukraine and the, the Soviet Russia. rebels yeah so it's it's uncontrolled like a no man's land so so our prime minister had to strike a deal with the Ukrainian rebels and the the Ukrainians to like get uh, investigators into the site so I I think Najib pulled through in that pulled through in that in, in that situation in, in, incident in that situation yeah but I mean during the Omno Omno General Assembly wow man Najib wow <laughs> in a previous General Assembly of Omno he stated that he wanted to abolish the Sedition Act and bring upon a Harmony Act remember that which didn't happen now I feel that a politician is as good is as faithful or is as trustable as his words. If you go back on your words, like you're not as trustworthy. Why would I vote for you anymore? Yeah, because I mean, whatever you say, you might just pull back on the next day. Do you do you really want to uh, want to look out for the people, or you, are you just like looking out for yourself? I think that he's looking out for like I don't know because it actually backfired. It totally backfired. I mean, at first he was like all against ab- uh, abolishing extradition yeah. act, and everyone was like, "Oh, clapping hands." And then all of a sudden, maybe a particular group, a particular yeah. non-governmental organization, love sedition act. They they are so afraid that if the sedition act is abolished, that they will lose control. Yeah, that they they are so like reluctant to let it go, even though. It's a bad law. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't accomplish anything except for jailing your own people. It it doesn't control the public. It just makes them enraged of yeah, what true. you're doing to the people. At at this age, we are in the 21st century. People, you can't hide stuff anymore. The if, internet. If you do something wrong, because one person spoke out against it, doesn't mean that everyone in the world doesn't know it's already bad. It's just that they don't want to talk about it out loud because you're scaring them like with the Sedition Act. Because you can imprison one person that talks against uh, your your policies doesn't mean that everyone else doesn't feel the... I mean, doesn't go against your policies. They're just keeping their mouth shut to save their way of life. So I feel... At the end of the day, this this battle will end at the voting ballot when the Malaysian public the are given the general right. Election? Given yeah, when the Malaysian public is given the right to choose which government they want to support, the one that doesn't want to look at their views and just wants to shut them up, or the one that likes what they are saying and follows what the people want. Yeah, I mean speaking about that about people about general election and stuff. So this year, uh, Selangor itself has their own Menteri Besar crisis, which is a, a part on of a part of 2014's uh, one of the things that we can ponder on for the people of Selangor. I stay in Selangor. You stay in Selangor, man. Yeah, Yaya stays in Selangor. I'm a proud as well. member of the Selang. Uh, <laughs> so 
one of the biggest thing is that the people of Selangor actually are confused and are questioning the leadership of Selangor of the Menteri Besar Khalid Ibrahim, which has been replaced by Asmin Ali. So that's one thing. Uh, any comments about that? Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if Asmin Ali is up to the job because Khalid Ibrahim has been the Menteri Besar for multiple like I think since 2008. Since 2008. So since uh, the over- he's, he's experienced at the job and he's been doing well. I mean, during 2008, I think he wasn't experienced. I mean, he wasn't as experienced. But then by the by 2014, he knows the Slango state already and he's doing a good job. I You can't see Slango going down anymore. It's, it's still a, one of the best states I think in Malaysia. I think the issue here is the, the people in PKR are having troubles with their own leadership. And, well, I think I, this all started. I just he, hope that everything is sorted out. Yeah, but I, I really think this started when the water crisis in Slango happened. Especially the water crisis. They are blaming him for the water crisis. <laughs> they, they are, are like- blaming him for the water crisis. And then when he tried to solve it with cooperating with the federal government and signing I think, a bill. You know what? That was the first time I remember seeing that photo where Khalid Ibrahim is like smiling with, with the, the prime minister. I mean, I mean, with the federal government, with the prime minister and, and yeah, um, the our deputy, deputy prime, prime minister, minister Mohidin. Yeah. And it's like, it's like totally, what in the world? But they are a government. They are one government. They cannot yeah. be, they cannot always like be separate because of their parties. They, they are still working for the people and they have to look after the people's uh, like well-being. So when Khaled Ibrahim signed the agreement with the federal government to bring in the pipeline from Pahang, the op- opposition party went crazy because they, 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 they won't, they won't like told about it, the Menteri Besar of Selangor has the rights to sign a bill with the federal government for matters of his state. Does the party that the Menteri Besar belong to need to know what he's doing? It doesn't give him any independence. If a prime minister must answer to the king, he's not being effective. The Menteri Besar must be independent from his party. But that's true. But the thing here is the people of PKR and all the other opposing parties which is under the coalition of Pakatan Rakyat, a few that are striking this deal with the federal government would actually imply or actually like one one day maybe the federal government needs, or needs the opposition's help and they might use it against them. And that could be one thing that that is why they had to change the... So you're going to let people... Uh, so you're going to let that situation in the future that might happen and might not happen decide uh, decide what you're going to do now when your people don't have water to Th- that's from your the tap. thing that is why they are they're trying even they're until now the water crisis isn't over some places in some places yeah. in Slango are still facing the water crisis I, I, I mean sometimes we have cuts right I my friend in Sunway the, the other day just uh, like suddenly without out of the blue he, his water supply was cut and when asked about it it was just he said it was about the water crisis and how they had a rationing going on there oh rationing apparently I think sure. they did have a rationing here in Kotobling uh, some time ago when they had the water ra- I think now I think everyone everything is stable yeah Except I mean, there I was mean the like monsoon a, seasons here, so I think it should be okay. Yeah, it should be okay. Except like recently, any Kotobning viewers or listeners, there has been like a a pipe burst in Sri Muda that actually caused a lot of Kotobning residents here that didn't have enough water. Wow. Yeah, oh. <laughs> because it was just the pipe, just one of the pipes at Sri Muda that burst. All right, let's move on. UPSR. So there are there has been like what we call so, the Malaysians call yeah. uh Solan Bochos. <laughs> that actually caused a lot of issues in the Ministry of Education. My so. mom is a teacher, you know. Mm. Yeah, I know about it. Yes. She's a she's a primary school teacher. She's a primary school uh, vernacular teacher. So she's okay. she teaches in a Tamil school. 
She's one of the deputy guru person principals. So oh, deputy principal. You didn't so. tell me about that. Okay, so oh. um, when I asked her about this situ- uh, this event, she told me it's a fact of life. You know, she, you know what she told me because everyone is cheating. Basically, what what she what she knows is that every school that takes the UPSR cheats. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what she told me. Like every school gets the question. So because if they don't cheat, the, their students' marks will be co- uh, comparatively be lower among the uh, Malaysian students. So the curve for them will be really high. So the Mala- the students of their the school will like be what school like? Okay, Camel so, school? Yeah, any school. I mean, because everyone cheats. So literally, that, you're saying that every primary school in Malaysia cheats. Yeah, that's that's the fact of life. Okay. So be, uh, so when when everyone cheats all the grades will be high. So the curve will be really high. Understand? So because of this, if your school doesn't cheat, your school will be graded very lowly because comparatively, you will get really low marks because not all your students will know the right answers, but unless they cheat. So what do you mean by cheating? Like how do they cheat? So normally, when I took the UPSR, even when I took the UPSR, the question will come when when they when the teachers go to pick up the questions, they will secretly somehow see the questions, and they will text it around Malaysia. Text it. Yeah, I or, think that's what they do. I think when I was taking your pesa, it's quite some time ago. It's so I think now they should have upgraded to like taking pictures. So even my mom, I think she got some pictures in her phone. She she asked me how to delete these pictures. Because she was scared that the police were going to find her and like... Yeah, bring and, her to and the issue arrested. went super viral. And I, be, I know internally all the teachers know about this issue. But does our Deputy Prime Minister, Muhyiddin Yassin, actually know about this issue? I believe he should know about the issue. I think he does. But how did he actually make it like... How did this issue in Malaysia and apparently it's UPSR made it into like a so big I thing? think it's just... It went too widespread that if, if they went up uh, closing one eye it would have just looked like they're not doing their jobs. So they had to like reset the exam. And because of that, all the exams now are really strict. Like, I don't know, but maybe next year the UPSR will not have any leaks. Yeah, I but, believe starting but, from next year, because of this UPSR issue, there won't be any leaks and it's really tough. And but it's really hard to tell. Really, really have to study hard. Yeah, I think because of the cheating, we have the whole cheating mentality be- uh, came from how we looked at the results, you know? Because yeah. I think this is our Asian mentality. We we are so, like, serious about the results that we get in UPSR, SPM, PMR, I mean, PT3 now, that we we are not looking at what we are getting from the education that we, we learn. Yeah, right. We, we are only looking, looking at, at the results. piece of paper that says what you got for, uh, like, whatever exam you took. That, that doesn't why- mean what what you've gained from your teachers and your school is n- is not equivalent to that mark, whatever you get on that paper. It's it's not a right system. Yeah, I kind of agree on that because yes, that system is traditional and uh, I think until now, do you think it's the best system actually? I don't think so. If you don't think that it's the best system, 
looking at our PT3 this year, it's like a total failure because they actually thought about de- abolishing PMR and that and abolishing PMR, they did. See, they didn't do it the right way, I think. They didn't do it the right way. I think proper management and training for the teachers because a lot... because they, of, just, they just pushed it on them, you know, I think. Because of PT3, do you know a lot of teachers are... Because it, there's a lot of work, a lot of teachers are actually quitting their jobs. I mean, they're not even want, they don't even want to teach. Really? Because of PT3, I, I wow. heard some of my... Because my sister is actually from two. She actually knows some of the teachers knowing that it's PT3 who quit their jobs, actually left to another... I've never heard of this, but I, I don't think it's that far to imagine that because... There, there are I, some issues where... Before this, before PD3, it was, I don't know, the education, uh, the education ministry has changed a lot of stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know what I think about the education ministry? They like to push things on people without, without like looking at what can, like what is the easiest way to do it. Like, okay, for example, PPSMI, the English teaching of science and maths. So when they did it, they, they implemented it in standard one, from standard one and standard uh, form three and uh, from form one to, and form three. So, People started Form 3 next year will start English. Yeah. Even though they have been studying like their first seven years, uh, first nine years of education in Malay, they have to start in English. They have just to suddenly just in poof. for two years for SPM out of all the things. So it would be immensely hard for them to change suddenly. And especially so when, when you do it when they're already like nine years into the education and they all they know is Malay. And even worse when they pulled it out. Remember when yeah, yeah, I remember you, they pulled it out. When they pulled it out. Oh my, my it was God. When, biggest when they pulled it out. Education ministry. I, I was in form three. I was going to form four. Everyone actually thought they were pulling out from SPM as well. And I then, was, oh my God, I was so afraid because I was... So, like, my science and maths was, like, based on English. I do not know any terms. In BM. In BM. I, I, wasn't, I wasn't taught that way. I just, I just wasn't. So, you see, that affected a lot of stuff as well. Because I came from a Kabangsan school and... I came from a Kabangsan school as you well. Ca- you came from a Kabangsan school? I'm from, actually, I'm from a Tamil school, but I'm still government school. A government school, yeah. And so- also, I studied my first... Uh, two years of my uh, secondary education in a government school. So, you know what happened? I was my- actually, I was satisfied with the education I got when I was in government school. When they were teaching in English, and the teachers were good. Even the teachers wanted to teach in English because they they they, they understand the, the, the terms they're using. Because science and maths relies a lot on terms because and scientific terms are really hard to translate and of into course, other languages. English uh, being one of the Main languages. One of the main languages, not used around. It's the not world. the largest language in the. I mean, the largest used language in the world. But of course, English is like the, the standard. Yeah, right? it's the standard. It, it's among like the, the benchmark st- of yeah, languages. It's, it's the standard among like the scientific community. Yeah, and, and the mathematic community. And, and let me let me come back. So, um, one of my friends, one of the reasons why they left Kabangsan School and went to a private school or international school, reason being. Because of this issue, the PBSMI issue, which actually caused a so lot your friend of friends leaving the yeah, my, my friend actually, uh, some of my friends actually left. Oh, so when left you, when uh, you were studying, when I was studying PMR, they they, they uh, after PMR they just that's left. An unfair advantage just because they they can go to a better school where they they are they can teach English. I mean, yeah, that's why that is the reason why that is the the reason why they are leaving. They left after form three to uh, international. That's actually really sad, you know. Yeah, because, that's actually really sad because people like you and me, we we learned. I mean, it wasn't our fault that we learned in English. The government is the one who taught us in English. But that was under the leadership of our prime minister. But Tundak I don't Tamahate. think that's that's the problem. 
I think Najib has consulted with Mahade a lot on every issue that he faces. I be- I think Najib, our prime minister, current prime minister, never consults with Tun Dr. Mate because if you, if you see the newspapers, Tun Dr. Mate is like, Oh, it's against him? Uh, yeah, he's putting up his own Views. opinions and yeah. stuff like that. It is against Mahad, Amno. Mahad is always known for that. He never shuts up. He never, he, yeah. He will voice out his opinion however like bad people But I believe he him. has the right soul because one, he has developed Malaysia into a great nation as well. I, I think he's the father of modernism yeah. in Malaysia. I, Modernization. I was, I was born under Mahade's reign and yeah. And I, I believe you and me, we look up to Mahadev. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. But some people, some other people don't share our views. Yeah. Some people think Mahadev is just a lot of... He's a... Some people think Mahadev is corrupt. I kind of think uh, he's smart as well. And he has a lot of uh, loopholes. So I cannot agree that he's not corrupted. But I can, but, but I can agree, and I and I'll definitely agree upon this. He is one of the smartest prime ministers, knowledgeable prime ministers that Malaysia, so has, had. That Malaysia has, and it's uh, and he has become a valuable asset in our country, and it's and he has built. I mean, Petronas Twin Towers, he has put Malaysia on the map, yeah. so to say. And I mean, I think we went off topic here. Yeah, we went off Whoa. topic. Uh, let's Huge go tangent. Let's okay. go back to. Okay, so what were we talking about? PT three, right? <laughs> yeah, let's talk. Uh, okay, we're okay, talking okay. about PT three. So okay, no, I, we're not I talking just, about PT three. I just want to conclude the PP assignment thing. So during when we were studying form three or form four, they pulled out. They they changed whole, the the whole textbook, the whole like system to Malay. And when they did that, I didn't understand anything. So my mom when when I told my mom about it, and she felt that I wasn't getting the education I needed so she moved me to a private school and that's the only reason I went to a private school yeah. I wasn't I wasn't I, searching for a like private school like everyone else like everyone else yeah that's I think that's the most single reason that the private education sector is booming right now yeah that is because, true because the Malaysian edu- uh, education system is sadly to see going going down the dump down down the drain that's down the, the drain yeah. to the dump yeah okay so we talked enough about UPSR, PT3, and the results were actually very terrible this year. And um, apparently my school only had four straight A's. Compared to the before days, we usually get, uh, we're one of the best in Slango. And so we we, bec- we we only got four straight A's. Four what did the principal say? What, what, what is the school's opinion on the situation? I don't know, because the whole Malaysia also got bad results. So that's one tragedy in Malaysia. <sighs> Well, it's really hard being a teen- teenager right now, yeah. a student in Malaysia. Uh, it's just that the government, the government doesn't stick to one plan, you know. It just keep changing everything. I mean, everyone has different mentality. So, because Malaysia is a diverse country, and uh, everyone has like their own. Yeah, that's very true. Their own views and opinions, which we accept, but we have to find for the best one. And Which I think, oh yeah, one of my one of my critical things about PT three, PT three relies on uh, it doesn't rely on exams mainly for the. It relies like on weekly homework and and uh, like it, it's it's activity based. Activity based, yes. I think they should implement that in UPSR. You know, ask me what. <laughs> what we ask you about that? I mean, I don't because, think because when you're in UPSR, you're exam based, and when you go to PT three you're suddenly being pushed into an activity-based exam. So they don't know what they're doing. No, because, okay, I think PT3 was like the version of 
actually testing it out. Testing it out. I think so. I think they should not test with the whole. Yeah, they, they shouldn't start. Test I think with the old one. They should actually start with standard one. Up to standard. They should actually. Yeah, that's why I'm saying like they should that. test it with uh, UPSR. I mean, UPSR is not as big as PMR. I think what our country needs now is actually a proper. Because the thing here is like, we have phases. We're going through a phase, and that is correct, but. I think after PT3 that just happened, I think our country doesn't need phases anymore because you do you know the education blueprint goes up to 2025. Yeah, I <laughs> And it's super long and it's, yeah. they want to develop innovative, creative thinking students. I do not know until now that I think Malaysia has actually achieved what their goals for this year and stuff but like I that. Think it's a good thing they have plans. Yeah, it's a good thing they have plans, but it's not effective. It's really not effective at all. But yeah, they need to be more effective. They're trying to be efficient, but not effective. I think that's the word for it. They, they, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, because they want it like efficient in a way that, oh, they plan out every year, but it's not effective. It's not working well. They, they're good at what their policies are, but like implementing them, it's not, it's not It's not there. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Let's move on. Okay, so to uh, of course, let's move on to another tragedy which recently happened about two weeks ago, or one week ago, which is the East Coast floods. It's terrible. It's I've seen tragic. photos. They are real. They are real. I they know. are real. Some people. Let me tell you guys. You a lot of people at the start they've been posting a lot of fake photos. I believe all the photos now. Yeah, they do. Like some of them actually like post, like got some photos from Thailand. There are floods from Thailand. <laughs> actually, put it yeah, up in Malaysia. In Malaysia. So what? Ha- uh, I think now, I believe now everyone. I think, I think that's not jokes, man. I think I think Malaysia yeah. is really like getting. I think this. Tra- I think even our friend Josiah, one of our course mates, his house got flooded as well, and yeah. it's my it, my assignment. It's a big mate, big tragedy. Uh, my assignment mate Shazwan also in Kedah, if I'm not mistaken. He's also in a. He went back for the holidays. He went back for the Christmas. I mean the year end holidays. And he can't come back because of the floods. Because he's stuck in his house. He can't get he can't come back to KL. So uh, so we had to we had to cover for him during uh doing the assignment. So I mean it's a really it's, bad situation. It's a bad situation. I mean even the government I mean Najib has ordered all the cabinet ministers to go back to work to to help out the floods. He's also doing some action to like like help help out the people who are affected by the flood and it's working but you can't fight a flood yeah it's definitely you, you can actually you can get the people out from a flood and yeah, you can, you can avoid evacuate people but avoid deaths and all but i think a flood happens because of your inadequate preparation and like people who i mean it it's mainly because of the rivers people don't take care of the rivers properly Oh, you're gonna put it. You're gonna go to the extent. I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's true. It could be true. Yeah, because we, of the drainage we have system. Been, we have been upper. Like we don't care about the rivers as much as we should. I think that's one thing which is particularly very, very true. Malaysia doesn't really care about anything else. I just, I just coming back from Australia. Their rivers are like their pride and joy. You know, some of the main rivers in Australia run through the middle of the city, and they make it like a tourist thing. You know, we have one actually. <laughs> the Klang River, Klang huh? River, the Klang River. Klang River doesn't. I mean, who who go takes photos with the Klang River? Have you Gr- seen people go taking photos? Hey, Even Malaysians. The graffiti, the graffiti at the Klang River is not bad, right? It's not. <laughs> it's not that. It's not the graffiti we are talking about. It's the river. It's yeah, the river I, I mean, when you say that. People in Australia they, take pride and joy. They pride of joy of the river without even the like water the that's gra- running yeah, through yeah, the city. True. Not the not the 
the paintings at the side of the wall of the city. I mean, and it's so clean in Australia. When you look at the rivers in uh, Slango, they're so brown. I mean, yeah, even the true. Klang River, even the Klang River is so the brown. The Klang River is like totally I've been, one of the worst rivers in Malaysia. Every time I see the Klang River, I'll pass by some bridge that crosses the Klang River. I imagine one day when in the future, when it's clean and one day when like boats can like ride on the Klang River and like it's just a place where things happen, you know, not not a place where we just cross it and never like put it out of my our mind. If you look around Klang River right now, it's like a swamp. It's like a swamp. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for the river, but it doesn't look nice. If you ask me. And all the plants that like collect trash at the side of the river. Oh. And oh my God, it looks so dirty. Actually, Yerevan and now are staying. The Klang River divides it's, us. It's here. It's, it's actually, only right here. Yeah, yeah. So the Klang River, it's it purely smelly. Us. It's disgusting. Um, I've rode bicycles beside the Klang River. It's not a smell that you want to smell. I, I Thank God I actually forgotten about it. It's damn smelly. It's terrible. It's just that Malaysians... Even though we're an Asian country and we come from like very like natural roots, you know, I mean like all of us, like my my ancestry is from actually agriculture. So like my, my grandfather was a tapper and my father is actually a plantation manager. So he takes care of a plantation. We are from the earth, you know, I believe that more so than any other country in the world in Malaysia, we are like earth living country. I mean, like we love the earth. If you look at if you look at Malaysia, we don't we we love our terrace houses because we want some land to see in around around when we wake up or like around our environment. But then we don't take care of it. That's the problem. I mean, generally, like, Malaysians are like this. Remember the time I was like presenting about toilets? Yeah, it's, actually, it's almost the same thing. We don't appreciate them. I I mean, everything your, is provided. We just don't appreciate. Eye opening. Because it shows us that we need to appreciate everything in life. Even even that the things true, that, that we can even, go into the extent is true, is correct. Yeah, even even the things that remove the waste of life, you know? That is true. And rivers are the things that give you life and you're not appreciating them. If you guys learn Sajara, rivers are like one of the one of the basic needs of life. Yeah. Because where they start they start houses near the rivers and that is like and even the first civilization one, one of the first civilizations in the world, yeah. they start around rivers. Around rivers, that's correct. And because because if you read Sejarah from four, one of the first chapters, it's like the early early civilization. Early civilization, the Mesopotamia, the, is all around uh, rivers. rivers. Yeah, uh, Tamadun, the Tamadun, Huangho, Tamadun, uh, Tamadun, Tamadun, Indus. I mean, rivers are essential for our life, and I think we need to take more care of them. And I might be just complacent and not not care. I just say these things. But I think someone should like do some program to like clean the rivers. So yeah, the bungee, the flood. I hope everyone is safe. I hope there. I, yeah. And I I heard. I mean, and another thing that affects the bungees is climate change. Yep. The global warming. So, yeah. Even around the world, there's a lot of weather that is like unpredictable now. It's yep. never have been like. I mean, one day Malaysia would snow. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. There's a lot of things that are happening around the world that is unbelievable. So we need to take care more of our home. It will be like interstellar. Think of what could happen to the earth like interstellar. Let's move on to the next topic. Oh my the God. One of the it's been a week of terrible news. Yes. And the and last but not least, QZ morning. 8501. Uh, an, an airplane, if everyone please don't confuse her. Uh, this airplane is an entity of Indonesia, not yeah, Malaysia. Malaysia, but 
But still, but still, Malaysia is a part of this region, and we play a part in this region. So yes, we need and to uh, take care. That, I mean, that's yeah. another incident, and well, it's another sad thing. They still can't even find a plane yet. But I think eventually they will find this plane. It couldn't have went anywhere else. It's surrounded by land. Yeah. And it only had 4.5 hour, uh, hours of fuel. So you, it's in that radius. Yes. And I mean, it's sad that I believe there is no survivors. Yeah. I really hope that all of them are somewhere on a boat. But the reality... The reality because of MH17 and, and MH370 struck in and said... Says like... There won't be any survivors. Most no probably survivors. And it's just that it's really sad, you know, to see that people who are getting on a flight that they were expecting to arrive in another few hours in another country are gone forever. And it's, it's not like a large flight, no. It's like from Indonesia to Singapore only and it's not that far. It's it only takes about yeah, like it's from an Jap- hour or so. Yeah, it's from, I think it takes around two, 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 two and hours. hours two and not three, that far. Three hours. Most, most, most accidents in flights happen during the long flights. Because there's, and that brings up more like opportunity for errors to happen. It's really sad to see a short flight, even like this one, to go. Yeah. So yeah, That's I mean Malaysia, I, uh, Malaysia is giving a lot of support to the Indonesian government and the Singaporean government. Yeah, the Australians, the Chinese from China, yeah. they are playing a part as well. Malaysia but wants to help. I think Malaysia has a lot of a lot of things on its plate. Yeah, right, and, currently. and this year, 2014, was one of the worst years for. Aviation history, because three three incidents happened this year, and it's and it's all and it's, and it's all based all in Southeast Asia. Yeah, Southeast Asia. It's all based around Malaysia, actually, and it's some sort related to Malaysia. It's so sad. Even I mean, Air Asia, the CEO is Tony Fernandez. It started in Malaysia. Air Asia started in Malaysia, so we kind of are responsible, but at the same time not responsible. And people have to start like differentiating that. That happened in Indonesia and Singapore, not in Malaysia. So, yeah. Well, uh, there were other stuff that happened this year. Uh, a lot of things. One of the... One of the the fuel, fuel subsidy. Fuel subsidy. The interview. Have you seen it? The interview. Yeah, I've seen it. I think it's okay. I don't think it's a great movie. I, th- I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's an okay movie. It, 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 actually, I kind of, I've, I've, it's one of the funniest movies I've watched because... <laughs> Uh, the, some of the terms I can't use it in this podcast but it's hilarious and it has a controversial point of view in it and uh, I, I think it. everyone, I, everyone I, should I, go I see love it. it it's an average movie with a very strong uh, message it, it's like you can't see this music because usually most comedy movies is like based around drugs alcohol this, this comedy is based on a controversial one it was. It is talking about North Korea and, yeah. and it's not like some. it's like a comedy plus Something it's like really telling strong. you the truth of North Korea in like a, in a comedy way. I mean, like in in a comedy. Yeah, it's and okay. I I I understand the message, but it could have been a better movie. I it think, could be a better I movie. Think Kim Jong Un in the movie wasn't portrayed as well. I mean, of course, Kim Jong Un is not portrayed as well because it's a comedy movie. And I might be mistaken because I don't know Kim Jong Un as well. But I do want to thank Sony for that. Sony, you guys Sony are for strong. Releasing the movie. Yeah. Thank you very much. You guys are great. And of I course, mean, they should have released it in the first, first. That, that, like, they just they should have just didn't care yeah, about the hackers and just released yeah, it. Just don't care. Okay, and where, where are the, the hackers right now? Where, where are the guardians yeah, of they, peace? They, where are they? Doing anything? <laughs> they they are empty threats. Empty threats. Oh uh, well, I think it's a great movie, and uh, there are a lot of movies this year. But 
interview is one of those the one that I've kept in mind alright so okay it's been very long already we we have to wrap things up uh, first wanted to say that uh, we wanted to get a Malay guest it's very hard so we'll be may, we'll, probably we'll, we actually continue year. that topic next year next year, next year. and uh, I don't think it's a we just want to wrap up this year just to look back at what happened uh, 2014 and one of the saddest things for me is that I wanted to meet Macklemore and Macklemore was supposed to come at Future Music Festival Asia here, you know some people saw him going around the shops in Malaysia. Yeah, but I, I wanted to go to his concert, but it's cancelled. So that was some kind of personal... Your, your, that's your first worst Yeah, thing. it was like one of the first... Mo- it's, the worst. It's, it's in February or March, if I'm not mistaken. And and it's like one of the start of the year and it should have just banged. And like, but then it got cancelled because of the deaths. And so yeah, that, that is one of the sad parts. Yeah. Another thing is that Xbox Network and the PSN Network got hacked as well. That's another sad part. For on Christmas Day, as a PC person, <laughs> I would tell you get a PC. Get a PC, you peasant. <laughs> so, happy New Year, guys! Happy New Year, and uh, we hope hopefully you- 2015 will be like a great year for us. And uh, it's we- like Windows. Once they have a bad one, the next one will be great. Yeah, and Windows next 10. year they're gonna release the Windows 10. Yeah, awesome. All right, guys. Before you leave, we have a Facebook page. Please like us. It's fb.com forward slash n i c k a n d. Yaya, Nick and Yaya. And our Twitter handle is at Nick and Yaya. And the same spelling. Just follow us, like us. We are actually hoping we could actually publish our episode on iTunes soon. And we will be tweeting out and putting it on Facebook every episode that we make. Yeah. So it'd be easier for you guys to follow us. Yes. Okay, so it's uh, it's been a long episode this time. So I hope you guys had a good 2014 and even a greater 2015. Yes. All right then. So bye-bye. Bye.